Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we talk about the Doom Patrol a lot. Doom Patrol. We sure do talk about the Doom Patrol a lot. Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. You can reach us at WaitingForDoom.com, our awesome Doom Patrol-related site. Uh, you can email us at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. You can check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean.com, and Spotify. Well said. And I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at Reading underscore Hicks. And we also have a sentient show Twitter account, Wilfred, at WFDPod. Hi, Wilfred. And this week we're looking at, um, it's a Doom Patrol issue. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Who would have thought? Funny that, yeah, uh, wow. Yeah, Shocker. but, um, it's actually the, uh, the, the, the coming of a new Doom Patrol issue amongst us to, to be with us amongst the people. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be looking at Doom Patrol Volume 7, or is it? I don't know. Weight of the Worlds and issue 5. Issue yes. 5. Praise be his yeah. name. Yes, but but Mike, how are you, and how was your week in comics? Oh, it's been, well, a couple of weeks. Um, life has been hectic, work has been hectic. I haven't read a lot of comics, to be honest. I'm still slowly but surely getting through Batman the Golden Years, or the Golden Age uh, trade paperback, collecting issues from the 1940s. I'm on, like, the last issue in that, which is multiple short stories. And the one I I read this morning was the first appearance of Scarecrow. So that was cool. That was interesting. Um, Other than that, uh, the only other recent (laughs) comic I've read is a bunch of Brightest Day for the next episode of DCOCD. Spoiler (laughs) warning. Um, Yes, all all (laughs) 25 issues of the main series of that. And, whew, that was a stack of comics, to be sure. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> and of course, uh, the issue we'll be discussing tonight. So a bit, bit light on the the reading side of things. What I have been hitting a lot is the gym, Paul. Oh my goodness, the gym oh. is my jam. I'm on week ten of a twelve week challenge. Uh, I'm kicking my own ass, as the kids say. I'm you know pumping iron. I'm I'm going for bushwalks with my team at the gym. Would you believe? I'm getting up at Sparrows, so you know five a.m. To go walk in the bush for exercise. Oh. Who am I? Oh, honestly? Wow. I don't know. So, how's it, like, have you got super muscly arms now? Like, if I stuck a post-it note in the middle of your back, you wouldn't be able to grab it? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. No, I've got to admit, my arms and my legs uh, are looking pretty sexy. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll rephrase that. My arms and legs are looking sexier. So, um, yeah, it's uh, and I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm actually motivated and. And actually enjoying getting back into exercising. Because I was going for a while, and then I kind of sucked off for the better part of a year. And uh, for my birthday this year, uh, one of the presents from my dear Kylie was um, my entrance fee for the 12-week challenge this year. And I was like, oh, "Oh, thank you, and are you trying to tell me something? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's all been good. So I'm hoping uh, this weekend to catch up on my... uh, growing pile of comics. I might even go pick some new ones up. 
because I believe oh. uh, Legion of Superheroes came out this week. So okay. very keen to get into that. What about you, Paul? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, I just watched a comic book movie tonight. So. Oh, what? Which yeah. one? Pray tell. <laughs> Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think I embarrassed my son because I was laughing all the way through it. And, yeah, he, he finds the Teen Titans Go fairly juvenile. And, oh. um, and they're great. I agree with him. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, this was a real hoot. It ended up with, you know, sort of, Titans from different versions uh, teaming up, and then at the end it was the infinite multiverse of Titans, and it had like um, you know <laughs> '60s animated Titans versus you know, and then black and white you know 1920s Titans. Oh and, my god! <laughs> and um, mermaid Titans and bird Titans and oh. all sorts of stuff, all teaming up and uh, fighting, and it was it was very fun and very silly, and uh, yeah, it made me laugh. Excellent. And, yes. Wow. Yes, so um, very enjoyable. And if you if you missed the Teen Titans show from you know about twelve years ago, however long it was, um, yeah, it has them back. Oh, nice! And makes and makes fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you can have a laugh at yourself, though. Really, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yes. Anyway, how about we saunter on over to the Doom News Desk? Oh, okay. Yes. All right, buckle in, Mike. There is a plethora of Doom Patrol news today. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Hit me so, with your plethora. Uh, so, uh, you know the name of this show is Waiting for Doom? Yes, yes, I do, Paul. Yes. Yeah, well, we do that when the Doom Patrol comic is no longer being published, correct? Mm, correct, yes, yes. Yeah, and and when it is, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be precise. Um, yeah, but we are coming up to one of those moments when the Doom Patrol comic will no longer be published, because they oh. have announced that issue seven of Weight of the Worlds will be the last issue of this present run. Oh, uh, so. I was so close. I, I'm pretty sure I said in an earlier episode that it would probably go for about eight issues. I don't know why... Yeah. But, yeah, oh, I was so close. Not that I'm happy about an ending, but anyway. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, and you can order the trade now, which has will have all the issues in it. Um, and I believe it is a hardcover now. They keep changing Ooh. their minds about what it is. Okay. It went to a trade paperback for a while, and now it's back to being a hardcover. So. Okay. Yes. Um, but, yeah, uh, there will be more Doom Patrol in the future. I, you can bet your bottom dollar mm-hmm. if you have such a thing. Uh <laughs> You, did you hear that from the kids somewhere? <laughs> That's what the kids say. Yeah. Bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> Daddy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but the Doom Patrol TV show, of course, is a hot new thing. So uh, season two is about to start production. Uh, the cast and crew being reassembled, and there are casting requests going out. So firstly, we saw one where they they said they wanted people for a roller skating scene. Ooh. They need professional roller skating, uh, roller skaters of all genders, age 24 and older. Ooh. And... Um, People were there to channel Xanadu. So how does that make you feel, Mike? Makes me very excited, Paul. Uh, <laughs> there might be some listeners to the show that aren't aware. I'm a big fan of Xanadu. Um, I know it's a, it, it's kind of um, looked upon unfavorably. 
by some people, but I love that film. It's so and, and because it's so bright and colourful and stupid. Um, but uh, you know, when I was a kid, I had the biggest crush on Olivia Newton-John. It was, you know, I still have that crush a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, I I can't wait to see how roller skating works its way into Doom Patrol. Yeah, and um, yeah, my wife is a huge Xanadu fan, and that has rubbed off on me somewhat. And I do really appreciate the music mm, yeah. of Xanadu, yeah. and Great the film soundtrack. is the film is is entertaining. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a it's big not dumb. Going to win an Oscar? No, no, of course it's not. It's you know, uh, it's it's a big dumb musical basically that's bright and colourful and entertained the heck out of me as a child and. Every time it appears, because like, it still gets played on TV over here every once in a while, and you yeah. know, I'll have it on the background, or if, you know, I'm really keen, I'll sit down and watch the entire thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in other Doom Patrol news, the Doom Patrol are coming to a show that we call Teen Titans Go. Oh. So they're going to be an upcoming episode in the next season. So I think it's episode seven, I believe. So. Nice. Look out for that. And mm. we were just talking about Team Titans Go, so... Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and there's another casting call, um, and they want to do a circus scene for Doom Patrol Season 2, and they're looking for people who look like they belong in the 1920s. No tattoos, no coloured hair, no dreadlocks or anything like that, and they need, you know, fairly... Con- people who can go for a conservative haircut and, you know, mm. pass, so... Yeah. Now, see... The, the roller skating casting call gets me excited in a weird way, don't ask. The 1920s circus one has me really curious as to what's going on. Because I can't recall any story in the comics that had that sort of setting. So, no, I actually wonder if it has anything to do with uh, Niles's youth or origins. Or maybe. Like maybe. Yeah. But the roller skating thing, that could be in Danny, uh, as far as we know. So See, that makes perfect sense. You know? Yeah, yeah, it does. And if anyone from the show production team is listening, you need to get Olivia there. She needs to do a number from Xanadu on <laughs> Danny the Street. And I tell you what, my heart will just explode with happiness. Oh, so um, if, if anyone from the show is listening, um, you know, help her brother out. <laughs> as the kids make, say. Mike, make Mike's heart explode. Yes. <laughs> Gonna make a note of that for um, spoiler <laughs> tweet for Wilfred for this week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it sounds like uh, they've got some wacky, awesome stuff coming up in season two, which is going to be fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. And speaking of things that are fantastic, what is that ticking? That fantastic ticking ringing through your ears can only be the Doom Clock. Oh. Unexpected. Yes. Yes, it is. As we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see, Paul, that it has been zero weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, as issue five of Doom Patrol Way to the World is out today. Huzzah! What a time to be alive, as the kids say. So uh, we will be discussing that in further detail in Doom's planning, so let's move straight on to the This Week in Doom Patrol History Guessing Game. Are you ready, Paul? <laughs> You're getting pumped up to guess. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. I will roll the eight-sided doom die. Oh, you get three. 
Three, okay. Look, I I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'll give you one more. So you, you, you'll get four questions. Okay. Oh. Here four. we go. Okay, yes. Question the first. Yes. Um, uh, is it is it a regular type issue of Doom Patrol? Yes. Okay, well, that narrows it down. Um, <laughs> Question the second. Is it? Well, I'll knock off two things. Mm-hmm. Is the volume number odd? The and vo- <laughs> the issue number odd? <laughs> oh, you're getting sneaky. Uh, <laughs> uh, in answer to your question, which seems to be a two-part question, even though you're only allowed one, but I'll allow it because I'm in a good mood because we talked about Xanadu a minute ago. <laughs> oh, no, I'm giving away all my secrets. Hello, ladies. Uh, the volume number is not odd. The mm. issue number is not odd. Well, okay. <laughs> could, have just said, could have just said no. Really? It's called dr- dramatic effect, okay? Gosh. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Question right, the gosh. third. Okay. Um, all right, so how many that uh, could be burn, it could be Kupperberg, it could be geez, that really didn't narrow it down at all. No, it did There's not. a lot of volume two, isn't there? There is. <laughs> we, we've yeah. got in, in the Doom dossiers, which you can find, dear listener, on waitingfordoom.com, we've got you know three parts for volume two alone, you know, mm. so mm. okay. Mm. Um, well, is it, uh, is it issue 44 of volume 2? Higher. <laughs> is it issue 44? <laughs> Thank you for playing along with that. Uh, no, it is not, but you, you are so incredibly close. Oh, okay. Incredibly Incredibly, close. like, really close? You're within the ballpark. How big's the ballpark? Um, <laughs> Is it, like, two issues big, or...? No, it's, it's, it's within, uh, it's within ten issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's still a pretty good ballpark. That is, yeah, alright. Um, is it... This is your last question, by the way. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to go for it mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. Is it issue 52? Oh, my God. No, it's issue 50. You were so close. Oh, <laughs> man. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Going on sale for $2.50 American on November 5th, 1991, with the cover date of December of that year, was issue 50 of Doom Patrol Volume 2. Oh. That issue was brought to us by Grant Morrison, Richard Case, Jamie Hewlett, Ryan Hughes, or Ryan Hughes? Sorry. Ryan Hughes. Okay, there we go. Ryan Hughes, Johnny Workman Jr., Daniel Vozzo, and Tom Robert Payer with the main story entitled Tales of Hoffman. And it also included special pin-up art pages provided by Duncan Fagretto, Shaky Kane, Brian Bolland, Jamie Hewlett, Steve Yowell, Paul Grist, Ryan Hughes, Simon Bisley, and Richard Case. 
And so who is Hoffman, you ask? Well, he was the real-life Swiss scientist, Albert Hoffman, who invented LSD. And after ingesting some of it as a test, he rode home on his bicycle. Yes, kids, the first actual LSD trip was on April 19th of 1943. Anyway, according to this issue of the Doom Patrol, Hoffman's bicycle became supercharged with weird energies from that first acid trip, to the point that when ridden, it leaves a trail of hallucinogenic madness in its wake. Which is, of course, exactly why Mr. Nobody gets his hands on it with the help of his all-new brotherhood of data. Whew! That was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that was the lead-up to uh, Mr. Nobody's run for presidency. So... Yes. Yeah. Mm, I, I would have voted for him instead mm. of... Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, we covered this issue <laughs> all the way back in episode 65, Paul, from July of 2016. And you, dear listener, can find that in the Doom Dossier for Volume 2, Part 2 over at WaitingForDoom.com, and that is it for the Doom Clock this week. Sweet. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everybody, Quentin Robison here. I recently attempted to sneak into the Longbox Crusade headquarters basement to watch some of the Albrecht Brothers action movies while the crew was out at the Saturday Matinee Theatre. Too bad I had a little mishap and got stuck down here with no movies to boot. However, there are pieces of Pat's old podcasting equipment and excellent Wi-Fi service, so I decided to pass the time watching online fan films and talking about them. What, you don't know what a fan film is? Well, there are these non-theatrical movies that people post online of already established characters and settings. Hey, hey, hey now. Just wait and see. Save all judgment for what happens when you listen to Fan Film Fridays, a new podcast found on the Longbox Crusade podcast feed. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about things about the Doom Patrol as opposed to other parts of the show. Well, actually, it's it's, it's a vague uh, <laughs> distinction, really, isn't it? Real, um, yeah, vague. Yeah, but this is the Doom Splaining bit, which comes comes later in the show after the ad. So yeah, yeah. that's where it happens. Yeah. Yes. And uh, today, uh, Mike is going to take us through the latest issue of the Doom Patrol that came out. Looking at my watch today, my watch says today, <laughs> yes. and uh, yes, it is Weight of the Worlds of Issue 5, Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds Issue 5. Tell us about it, Mike. Well, Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds Issue 5 is brought to us by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad writing it, uh, art and covers by Becky Cloonan, colours by Tamara Bonvillain, letters by Simon Boland, and it was edited by Andy Curry, Molly Mahan, and Maggie Howell. And... Spoiler warning, this is a weird one. I know we can say that about every ep- issue of a, a Doom Patrol series, but as Paul said earlier, buckle in, gang. Uh, so, now, now, Paul, you haven't read this one yet, correct? I have not got around to it. My uh, my life is in tatters. No, um, yeah, no, it's just <laughs> things are disorganised. I was watching yeah. the Teen Titans Go movie. And, and that's, you know, I'll allow it. That's acceptable. Uh, but, oh, I can't wait for you to read this one later. Uh, okay, so, yeah. and so the issue opens in a room covered with posters of 
the Sandman and Shade the Changing Girl on the walls, and there are comics strewn across the floor. Sitting on the bed is a teenager named Clark, who's reading the first trade paperback volume of the Morrison Case Doom Patrol series, as Mum yells a reminder from the other side of the door about getting moving for the school bus. Frustrated, Clark flips through the book, asking it for guidance on how the day will go. The book lands open on page 106 of that trade paperback. Yes, I actually checked this. Uh, <laughs> which which shows uh, the chief, Niles Calder, asking Crazy Jane to not let the patrol die again and asks her to join the team. Realising the need to be more specific, Clark asks the book uh, what will happen if they fight back against the bullies at school. And flipping to another random page, which I actually couldn't find in the volume this time, uh, it lands on a panel of Jane yelling, Keep wondering, asshole." Uh, so as Mum yells another reminder about the bus, Clark now addresses the reader of the comic, so you and I, uh, attempting to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Clark begins attempting to explain their quote-unquote ability to know the future through the use of comics, specifically in Clark's case, Doom Patrol comics. All you need to do is focus on the question in your mind, place your hands on the cover, say the question aloud, close your eyes, then flip through the book and point, and you'll get your answer about the future. Mm -hmm. Clark then suggests returning to the story at hand, pointing at a panel of Clark sitting on the bed reading Doom Patrol comics. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Clark now holds the uh, trade paperback of Volume 6, asking this time if things will ever go their way. The random page reveals Dorothy Spinner saying vastly... Yeah. Dorothy Spinner saying, Varsity Clark, such circuitous whimsy. Clark's freakout over Dorothy saying their name increases as a pair of scissors cuts through the bottom of the page that you and I are reading. Still with me? Uh, yeah. Yep, cool. Well, technically, I'm not reading it. But, yeah. yeah. But you, look, you'll listen to this in the future. You'll be reading along. It'll be great. You'll go, ah, oh, that's what Mike meant. Anyway. Okay, okay. Clark then falls through the page that has been cut by scissors and lands beside Dorothy yelling, Holy shiitake, I'm in Doom Patrol. Dorothy replies, Query abundance, robot man roused about, lost about. Assistance in acquisition. Which Clark understands to be her asking for help in fighting Cliff, who is probably off doing heroic things. But we see that he's actually just at the home Danny hardware store buying screws. As they begin their search, Clark asks Dorothy if she remembers what happened to her, and he pulls from his backpack a copy of issue 22 of volume 3. So, the uh, Akuti Huet series. Ah, yeah. Okay, yes. Uh, Clark uh, shows this comic to Dorothy and says to her, you know, I can show you if you don't remember what happened. So Clark opens up to page 15 of that issue, and yes, I checked, and it's correct, and mentions how hard Cliff took her death. But Dorothy seems unmoved by this and just points in the distance and exclaims, Proboscis arouse! Clark grows suspicious of all this and says, "Mm, I see now. So as they continue their search, Clark talks excitedly about the patrol and the possibility of meeting them, especially Flex, but he soon ends uh, the stream of comic book-related ramblings due to the sudden need to, quote, sling a whiz like you wouldn't believe, as the kids say. (laughs) 
<laughs> but as Clark finds privacy behind a boulder, we learn that the Wiz is a ruse, Paul. Clark makes a sudden getaway to the outskirts of Dannyland, and we see at that same moment, Robot Man is on patrol on the lookout for an uncleared presence in Dannyland, thanks to an earlier warning via radio station Danny 106.3, home of the rock, oh yeah. So as Grouchy Robot and Excitable Teen finally meet, Cliff is stunned by Clark's news that Dorothy is also here in Dannyland. But we learn that she too is a ruse, Paul. As Dorothy mutters, Ompelodge cheeky execution, her skin and clothes quickly shred apart to reveal a scissor man. <gasps> Enraged by this deception, Cliff leaps in to fight the scissor man while Clark excitedly narrates the entire scene. The scissor man gains the upper hand, somewhat literally, as they chop off Cliff's right hand. But thanks to a quick hint from a nearby issue of Danny Patrol Comics, Clark thunks a conveniently placed brick into the monster's head, yelling, Rock beat scissors! <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, so with the scissor man knocked out, Cliff uses the scissors to cut a hole in reality again, leading back to Clark's room with a severed robot hand on Clark's bed. Cliff tells Clark to get it for him, but Clark begins to ramble about how awful life is back there in the real world, and how it would be just better for them to join the patrol. So reluctantly, Clark retrieves the hand, uh, just as the tear in reality closes back up. Cliff returns to his garage to reattach the hand, and he sits there looking at an old photo of him and Dorothy hugging. And the final scene shows us Later on, we're not sure how much later on, back in Clark's room, Mum is yelling another reminder about getting moving for school. And so Clark flips through a comic and asks, OK, Doom Patrol, how's today going to go? But the revealed panel just reads the words, Go to the window, Clark. Opening the blinds of the window reveals Danny Land in the distance with a message from a sky-riding airplane reading, Welcome home, Clark. And Clark exclaims, I love comics! <laughs> OK. And that's issue five. Wow, okay. So, so yeah. It's a bit of a <laughs> meta love letter to the Doom Patrol. Yes, yes. Now, got to say, Becky Clunard's art, gorgeous as always. It, it looks great. Uh, it's, it's a little bit cartoonish in parts and reminds me a little bit of Nick Darrington's, how it's, you know, very fluid and, you know, lots of action going on and just looks cool, full stop. Uh... But the thing I, I noticed straight away is that I couldn't tell uh, what gender Clark is. No. And in Clark's room, there is a, a, a small rainbow flag pinned up on the wall. Right. So uh, that that's why I was using gender-neutral pronouns oh, okay. as much as possible through my review. Because I honestly couldn't tell whether Clark was um, uh, meant to be male or female, uh, and in the fo- when when Robot Man is fighting the Scissor Man, um, and shortly after, Clark tries to explain, you know, their life back in the real world, and they explain that Clark is actually their surname, and, you know, their real name is, but Clark gets cut off by Cliff complaining about his hand being chopped off. Oh, okay. So I, th- I think it's, it's, it, it could be, you could, yeah, I, I couldn't pick, um, Clark's gender, and not not I I don't have a problem with that. It's just I tried to be respectful of that fact that you know Clark could be whichever gender, and that's fine. It could be like leaving Clark as you know uh, some 
either gender allows anyone to imprint onto the exactly. character and associate. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So um, that's how I interpreted the character of Clark, and I hope I haven't offended anyone with my interpretation of that. And on the other hand, too bad if I have. But um, yeah, I thought that was a really cool and interesting take on a comic book character that we don't really see, well, that I don't really see uh, very often in the comics that I read. So that was something cool and different. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was very, very meta. (laughs) And, and (laughs) like, I, I literally dug, you know, the first trade paperback of the Morrison case series covering issues 19 to 25 of volume two. And I thought, okay, I'm going to see how spot on they are. And dag damn it. They were spot on with that first panel description with, with, um, the chief asking Jane to join the patrol. I couldn't find the second panel though. I was flipping madly through that volume. Couldn't find it, so maybe I, I rushed past it. I'm not sure. Um, but then, yeah, when Clark is revealing the final issue of the Arcudi Huat volume, I was like, "Wow, okay, cool." But yeah, it's, mm. it's and uh, that first um, part of of Morrison Case's era. Yeah, that's where we first saw the Scissor Men and where Dorothy yeah. is first introduced as well, and you know her eventual passing in. Vo- in uh, the Arcudi Hewitt volume as well. So, yeah, it was cool to see that, but it was a little bit frustrating at the same time that while we've only seen little hints of a progressive story thread through Way to the Worlds, this was a bit of a detour and didn't add a lot to it other than a bit of, hey, you know, this character, much like you and I, loved the Doom Patrol. You know, and mm. you know they're, they're talking about mm. how um, there's a they pull out a sign. Apparently, Clark is carrying around their most prized issues of across the Doom Patrol collection in their backpack. At one point, <laughs> they pull out I can't remember the issue number. It was uh, volume six with um, uh, Larry Trainer on the cover, and you know the the negative spirit coming out of his body, and he's sort of on his knees in the desert. Uh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, you know, Clark says, hey, look, I got this one signed. And it's got, you know, Gerard Way <laughs> and Darrington's signature scrawled on, on the cover that he's showing to Dorothy. Um, so, Issue two, that one. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. Um, so, yeah, lots of weird little nods to Doom Patrol fandom. But it was... I, you know, when the solicit came out for this some time ago, I was like, oh, wow, how are they going to work Dorothy Spinner? back into the Doom Patrol, and they kind of do, but it's it's also a ruse. It's a ruse, Paul. <laughs> it's a ruse. The whiz was a ruse. Oh, I, mean, I mean, this is one of the th- fun things about this issue, from what you've said, is it really, um, you know, it knows it's Doom Patrol, mm. and it's, you know, it's referencing things, and it's, you know, respectful of the continuity that's gone before, yeah. um, even though it's sort of sitting outside of it all as, you know, these are comics, but, it, you know, the comics are coming to the real world and Clark can get to, to be part of that. So. And then the, awesome. the, the ending had me scratching my head as well. It's like, okay, so Clark is looking at his window and he can see the castles of Danny Land and he's being welcomed home. And is that acknowledging that Clark is also a comic book character who reads comics about his favourite comic book character? I'm getting a headache now. <laughs> Maybe it's a ruse. <laughs> Yeah, so it's... I, I love the art, and the, the story is just 
a little bit out there and a bit of a head scratcher. But yeah, and yeah, as you said, it, it's got some really cool nods to Doom Patrol history. But yeah, uh, it's it's funny though because I got I did get to read just a few preview pages, mm-hmm. um, which I was able to find. And I was looking at the way Dorothy was talking. Going, well, that's not how Dorothy talks. That's really annoying. Mm. Um, but the fact that it's a Caesar man in disguise, you know, makes that oh, that's good. Yes. That's cool. Yes. So um, yeah, and and during the fight between. Cliff and the, the Scissor Man, you know, and Clark is narrating it all. He's like, oh my god, you know, I thought all the Scissor Men were destroyed on Orkwith, and, you know, uh, he must have been hunting you through quantum space seeking revenge because comics! So it's all... <laughs> So yeah, it's got some, it's got some cool dialogue in there. Uh, it's just, I, I should know to expect the unexpected with Doom Patrol by now. Uh, but hmm. he, yeah, this was this zigged when I thought it would have zags. You know, I was expecting a bit more of an actual return of Dorothy, but no, hmm. it was a ruse. Very good. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that sounds like the show title. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Well, I look forward to reading it very I, soon. I look forward to your thoughts as as soon as you are able to, sir, because. Um, yeah, it's look. It, it's enjoyable. It's just yeah. It's it's a, a weird meta love letter. Mm. Right. Okay. Cool. I, I think we've doomed find that as much as we can. Beauty. Nice. And now it's time for the mailbag of doom, where we take a look at your responses to our question of the week, or question from a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was, what is your favourite decade of comics? Mm. And first off, over on the Facebook page, we heard from Clinton Robson, who (laughs) replied, generally, whichever I happen to be reading at the time, I'm just difficult like that. Yes, yes, you are, Clinton. (laughs) Yes. You are so difficult. diva. God. (laughs) Uh, we heard from our friend Kevin, Kevin Wetter, uh, who I stayed with when I went to HeroesCon. Oh, sh- hang, hang on. You've been to HeroesCon? <laughs> yes, I've been to HeroesCon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, no, me I too. Went. We must have just missed each other. Did you go higher again? I did go higher then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he said, duh, everyone knows all the best pop culture came from the 80s. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good call. Yep. Hey, uh, Mike. Mike Zomkowski replied with 80s for sure. And the good thing about the 90s was the music. I like Ooh. it. Mm, I like it. Mm. I'm less into 90s music. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I'm an old man. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I mean, but yeah, there's just, I really just switched off music for the 90s. And, yeah, anyway. Wow. Whereas in the 90s, I was sort of just out of high school. And getting all into the grunge and the techno and, you know, went, went and saw Nirvana, supported by the Violent Femmes at Festival Hall, you know, that's, oh, those were the days. Anyway, who else did we hear from, Paul? <laughs> Sounded a little bit Scottish there, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, Scottish, not Scottish. Right. Okay. No. Um, uh, Get on with it. <laughs> sorry? Get on with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really tired. I just walked 500 miles. Um, these days, I lean more towards the 1950s. That's from Jared Driscoll. Oh, nice. Thanks, Jared. Uh, we then heard from Gonzalo Martin-Ruiz, who said the Silver Age. Okay. Oh, okay. 
60s. Bit more than a decade. 60s. Yeah. 60s? 60s. Let's say yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. We heard from Max Traver, who said mid-70s to mid-80s for me. Ooh. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Crossing uh, desc- decades there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean Brock also replied with 80s for me. Cool. Okay. Getting a lot of love for the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James Young said, oh, that's easy, and sent a YouTube link to Killing Joke at 80s, their song 80s. Yes. Yes. So uh, I think he's saying uh, the 80s. That's my I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then heard from uh, Dr. Ange at Dr. Ange 70 on the Twitters, and he said, I want to say the 90s, but the corner of the 90s I like... So, Doom Patrol, Shade the Changing Man, Hellblazer, Five Year Later Legion, etc., is not indicative of the decade. So, I guess I have to say 80s. The post crisis burst of creativity was amazing. Nice. True, true. yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, well, I think the 90s were pretty rad. Uh, Set the music. Um, <laughs> we had from Tim Price, <laughs> or Mephisto, as he's known, and he said the 1980s. Stern on Avengers and Spider-Man, Batman and the Outsiders, Blue Devil, Burn on Fantastic Four and Alpha Flight, JLI, Simonson on Thor, Suicide Squad, New Mutants, and for you guys, Morrison's Doom Patrol. Oof. Oh, what a lovely mixed bag that is. That's a good list. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Sean Ross then chimed in with, uh, I echo Tim Price. Uh, Tim Price, I- Tim Price, Tim Price. <laughs> Sorry. Dag. <laughs> I echo Tim's entire response about the 80s. I would also mention that 2010 to 2020, because that is the era when podcasts exploded. Listening to comic book podcasts has helped turn a very solitary hobby into a communal one, which has made something great even better. Oh. Wow. Thanks, Sean. Jeez. hope our podcast doesn't explode. No, just my heart. <laughs> Sad or do... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't encourage me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we heard from Jonathan Die. Who, who's that? On. Jonathan Die. Uh, Jonathan Die is it? Yeah, Jonathan Die. Okay, you got his name right this time. That's good. Yeah, and he <laughs> said, but like festive and etc. Um, yeah. <laughs> he said a 2000s DC was being directed by Jeff Johns and hadn't done that new 52 malarkey. Probably the best use of continuity and creative synergy. Marvel had all that great Bender stuff before I was burned out on him, and Image was becoming what it is today. So uh, yeah, 2000s first person to say that. Yeah, Let's all meet up in the year 2000. Um, Martin Gray chimes in with the 80s for all the great concepts DC tried and amazing anniversary issues it gave us. And he, he gave us a collage of things like uh, Blue Devil, Nathaniel Dusk, Thriller, and uh, an anniversary issue of The New Adventures of Superboy, co-starring the Ooh. Legion of Superheroes. So Ooh, yes, yeah. another nice mix bag. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good on you, Martin. Uh, Canadian geek, uh, Craig R. McD said 1980s and he put in a montage of, uh, covers with the All Star Squadron and The Flash and Justice League and Wonder Woman. So, yeah. Perez nice. Wonder Woman, Mike Barron Flash and, uh, Giffen Justice League. Yeah. From the Boahaha run. Yes. Yes. 
We then heard from our Doom Bro, Doug Zavisho, Dougie, and he said the 1980s. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Marvel team-up, Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, Doom Patrol, then in brackets, Copperberg Lytle, uh, Wally West's Flash, Blue Devil, Firestorm, comics on newsstands at convenience stores and beyond, and the blossoming of the local comic shop. Uh, follow-up shout-out to the 2000-2010 decade, which celebrated legacy, rediscovered what made comics fun, gave creators strong new voices, and pumped out some new faves like Abnett and Lan- Lanning on Guardians, the conclusion of Robinson, Starman, American Vampire, and Justice League of America and Avengers, and more. Nice. Wow. Mm, yeah, some good stuff there. Yep. Mmm. Uh, we heard from Juice005, our friend Aaron Long, and I used mm-hmm. the word friend uh, <laughs> ill-advisedly. Uh, he said, 1602, those unknown creators really sold the 1600 to 1610 time frame for Marvel. Okay, you, you keep chasing that uh, moment of humour. Yeah. You'll, you'll, uh, get it. you'll reach actually, it one day. To be fair, that, that's, that's a clever one, though, you know, yeah. for Aaron. Yeah. You know. uh, who wrote it for him? <laughs> uh, we then heard from Ryan Daly at Ryan Daly Zero One, and his answer is 1970s for Marvel. They had Tomb of Dracula, Wolf by Night, Man Thing, Ghost Rider, Howard the Duck, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Ma- Master of Kung Fu, Starlord on Captain Marvel and Adam Warlock, Bissema on Thor and Conan the Barbarian, Star Wars, Deathlock, Miss Marvel, The Invaders, and all of Marvel's magazines. Well, I, I get Ryan. Like he does all these podcasts about DC stuff, and on Twitter he's just constantly going on about Marvel stuff. Like he mm. loves Marvel, Ryan. <laughs> you know what he's going to do in response to that, Ryan? Uh, no. He's going to start up a podcast about 1970s Marvel now. <laughs> just... oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. You know, he, he must oh, clone himself or something. You know, what is your secret, Ryan? Tell us. Actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard from Rafe York, and he said, I love the Anything Goes, let's get more books on the stands attitude of 70s mainstream comics. It's that explosive nice. creative era where everyone was doing pot. Oh dear. Uh, Jared Albrecht, the art sale artist, chimed in with the 1980s. Both Marvel and DC were wildly creative and definitive. Uh, Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns, Death of Robin, Demon in a Bottle, Secret Wars, JLI, Booster Gold, Hobgoblin, Venom, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Nth Man, Nam, Blue Devil, Sensational She-Hulk, Wolverine miniseries, and Fury of Firestorm. Uh, so yeah, that's a nice list of faves there from Jared. I reject that, Jared, because you didn't mention Suicide Squad. Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. The gauntlet is thrown. Yeah, no, Jared's a little bloke. I could take him. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to have a comic book, slug, comic book podcast slugfest, eh? Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a highly trained military man. He's just a pleb, so, yeah. <laughs> You're a what? <laughs> <laughs> My body's a weapon, Mike. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Uh, anyway, who else did we hear from? <laughs> we heard from King Kurt Spencer. <laughs> did you just say King Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said. <clears throat> it's getting late. Um, <clears throat> we heard from Kirk Spencer, as I said. 
Um, and he said, as a whole, the 80s win easily. The 70s are a close second with lots of new characters and ideas. Masters of Kung Fu, Power Man, sorry, that's Master of Kung Fu, not, there's only one of them, and Power Man and Marvel Horror, but most importantly, some peak Russ Heath and legendary Jack Kirby on DC War Comics. Kirk Ooh. loves his War Comics. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And there's cool. one more we got on the Twitter, and this came in while we were recording, didn't it, Mike? Oh, it did, it did, and it was from... Hang on, I've got to find it again. <laughs> I've got it if you want. Yeah, go for it. I can't find it. <laughs> it's from it's from the Seinfeld podcast, but I think this is actually Ashford. Ashford. Who's, right. You know, the, the Huntress and all that sort of... Yes. And Batgirl, Cassandra Cain. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he said, my favourite era are the early 2000s, or aughts, for DC Comics. That is when I really dived into the genre, ready with Birds of Prey, Batman, Greenland, Green Arrow, and the Eventy stuff. Oh, we know about the Eventy stuff, don't we, Mike? Oh, God, a bit, I'm so evented out. A- anyway, yes, yes, thank you, Ashford. That's, that's an awesome answer. So, uh, Paul, what's, uh, what's your favourite decade of comics? Well, I was going to say the 2000s, but I changed my mind at some point, and I... Made it the 90s, 90s, yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, because, well, here's the main reason. Um, Hitman, Starman, Suicide Squad still going in, so that's there. Um, you got, yeah, just those fantastic books came out. And, yeah, I, I think two are probably my favourite titles of DC of any time. So having both of them there, that's, woof. And Suicide Squad, a little mm. bit of Suicide Squad into the 90s. You know, and plus things like the Legion stuff in the 90s was... Mwah! And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's do all our bits. Hiya, chef's kiss. <laughs> As the kids say. Uh, I went to Heroes Con. Uh, it's a ruse. I'm adding that one. I like that. It's, um, it's a big call. I'm picking up the big phone. Yeah. Hiya. <laughs> Dialing oh, the okay. big numbers. Uh, lower. Uh, <laughs> I rate it. I rate it. There we go. Oh, <laughs> that's one we haven't heard in a while. Yeah. 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 Comic book right. science. Ah, there's a good one. Oh, yeah. Geez. Hey. 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 Tyler on the sex tape. All right, Mike, what about you? Um, you almost swayed me with the 90s, because that was a very good decade for comics, in my humble opinion. But I am going to go with the 80s, just because I... That was, you know, as a kid, that was when I first got into comics. And I could find them pretty much everywhere. Uh, You know, we'd go to the supermarket, there'd be a, a, a rack with comic books there, and I was... Uh, you know, or yes, we go to the newsagent. There'd be all these comics there, so I was, you know, I remember picking be up in the forest, like, and there'd be comics in the trees. Y- yes, that's yes, no. Uh, so you know, and I, I remember discovering things like you know, Elf Quest and Rocket Raccoon. I, I used to have the Rocket Raccoon miniseries, and you know, uh, things like All Star Squadron and Spider Man and Batman and Superman, and um, I remember reading Alpha Flight. You know, just. Uh, Blue Devil and, and just devouring all these comics just you know um, and I think my my mum didn't mind buying them for me because it was encouraging me to read something um, and she was just happy I was reading and I remember you know learning new words from comics at the time so I to me there's something magical about that time when I was first you know getting into comics as a kid and that all happened in the 80s for me so um, wow, that's yeah. That, that's my happy, sentimental answer. 
people really underestimate the power of comics because my wife is always going, how do you know what that word means? And it's like, comics? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, uh, or, yeah, it gives you a really big, weird vocabulary and it makes you care about the meaning of a word because, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know it, you say to mum, what's that? Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, it's just, yeah, I... I Anyone that says, oh, comics are for kids, I'm like, no, shut up, just go and read one. You know, there's there's such a, a wide breadth of, of content and, you know, genres out there. Just get out there and read a comic. Um, when people yeah. say that to me, I kill them. <laughs> is that because you're, <laughs> that yeah. because your body is a weapon? My body is a weapon, yes. Right, right. It, it, did you have... No, I'm thinking of Bodies of Wonderland. So we're going to make a note for a future episode. Find karaoke track, Bodies of Wonderland. Get Paul to sing. My body is a weapon. Okay, that's the Christmas episode sorted. Right. Okay. That's, a, that's a treat for everyone. <laughs> a treat for everyone's ears. Yes. <laughs> right. Um... Did we do get... you remember when we made everyone sing do the No, it's Christmas? <laughs> that was a good time, wasn't it? When we... When, hang on, hang on. When we made them sing? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I, when I made them sing. That, yeah, yeah, there we go. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a go at um, Pat for his singing on one of his podcasts, and he uh, brought that up, and I was like, yeah, fair point. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and we also got a, a message uh, on the... WaitingForDoom.com from Tim Price. He was commenting on episode 152, which was about uh, Destiny Beach. And Tim wrote, I am seriously digging this run as the kids say, Stop it! (laughs) That cover. (laughs) The interior art. Crazy shenanigans. Secret Wars Venom parody. So much fun. I don't know. Casey's expression for that's impressive seems more amused than aroused. Either way, it's a hilarious moment in an issue filled with ridiculously hilarious beats. Hey, congrats, Paul, on guessing the issue for Today in Doom Patrol. I'm enjoying that part of the show so much. And no, I still laugh at the lower gag. So I'm (laughs) inconsolable that you missed your cue. No consoling will help, completely without consoles. <laughs> See, listeners, if more of you wrote comments to the show, maybe Mike and Paul would have to start editing how much feedback they read and would skip all of this trick I'm clogging their site with. Come on, people. Um, uh, thanks, I think, Tim. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Tim. Yes. We love you, Tim. We love you, Tim. Charming but deceitful, Tim. We love you. Uh, yes, I, I agree. Um, that issue of Weight of the Worlds was so hilarious. Uh, and. I even changed my Twitter avatar to uh, a mashup of the the main bad guy grinning, embarrassed, uh, and then you know the lower part of his body with the word balloon, my bits, um, <laughs> and yeah, that's how much I love that issue. Yeah, and it's coincided with you hitting the gym, so yes, you want to be hero of the beach. Oh, look, a man can dream, you know. Uh, you selected by the Sands of String yes. on Destiny Beach. And sort of walking around yelling out, Abits! At inappropriate points. Abits! Abits! Come on, everyone, check out Abits. Abits! Okay, I think we'll start wrapping up because we're going a little bit loopy and it's getting very late. Uh, so, Paul, what is coming up next time on the feed? I don't know. It's too dark. Wait, 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 turn on the light. Here we go. Um, <laughs> next, 
What's well, Doom Patrol? Say something, Doom Patrol. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Doom Patrol. That's what it says. So, um, yeah, next time, on, uh, actually, we're going to have DC OCD with um, Brightest Day, finally. Yes. And uh, apologies to anyone who's expecting us to talk about the Amalgam comics. That's what's coming next time on uh, Waiting for Doom. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yes, apologies for the recent delays and stuff. Um, Life has been... <laughs> <laughs> it was a ruse. Uh <laughs> My bits was a <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Um, so, yes, uh, unfortunately, yeah, we were meant to do Amalgam Comics uh, this episode, but uh, someone who we'll call Mike X uh, got a little bit screwed around by the post, and certain comics that should have turned up in the mail turned up late. And, oh yes, and by the time everything worked out, it was just as easy to go and read the brand new issue of Way to the Worlds as opposed to... But next time, yes, on Waiting for Doom, it will be the Amalgam Comics issues. And do we have a question of the week for that next episode of Waiting for Doom, Paul? Uh, yes, and it is, what movie, a movie or TV show, do you want to read comics of? Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, interesting. I wonder what I will say. <laughs> I wonder if I won't say Tremors. I, I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> That's, the minute you said that, that was the first word that popped in my mind. I was like, yep, Paul wants Tremors comics. Yeah. Well, it is a TV show and a movie. Yes. So. Well, there you go. It just needs, yeah, all right. just needs the comics and it's a triple threat. Um, to everyone but Paul. Anyway, if you'd like to get in touch, you can reach us on Twitter at WFDPod. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can check us out on the Waiting for Doom Facebook page and our awesome site, waitingfordoom.com. So thank you, Paul. Been awesome fun again. Thank you, Mike. Uh, as always, be good to each other. Stay weird. Don't be a crumb bum. And we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Don't crumb your bum. Get crumbs on your bottom dollar. <laughs> As the kids say. Okay, um, sorry, my brain's all over the place. Uh, That's all right.
So, have you read the issue yet? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we talk about the Doom Patrol, like this, Doom Patrol. <laughs> Doom, Doom, Doom Patrol. Yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGov. You can find us at WaitingForDoom.com. You can email us at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean.com, and Spotify for you young, cool kids out there. Doom Patrol. Um, I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks. And you can also send us emails to waitingfordoom at gmail.com. And then, of course, there's waitingfordoom.com, the fantastic website. And we're on Facebook. And... I just said all that. You did all this shit. (laughs) 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 I'm Mike. (laughs) And... And I'm poor. I had to drive drive through a herd of wombats to get here tonight. (laughs) Uh Piss off. (laughs) (laughs) How about we start all all that again? All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, from the top? Yeah, sure. Okay. Perez, nice. Wonder Woman, Mike Baron, Flash, and uh, Giffen, uh, Giffen, Demetrius. That oh, fuck. <laughs> Did you just call Demetrius or what now? <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Um, and Justice League. Yeah, from the Boahaha run. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Just edit it out. Edit this out. Yep, sure. I'll edit that out too. Yep. Edit. Edit. Yep. yep. Edit. Yep. Do patrol. Okay. Yep. It's <laughs> time <laughs> <Fair> to do. <laughs> it's the rules. Uh, we then heard. From- 